You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. There's a lot going on in the world right now, isn't there? And I think one of the things that we really need to talk about is resilience. Resilience is one of those things that you need, not just in business, but in life as well. It's been one of the things that has got me through so many periods of my life where I struggled to cope with things, but my resilience is always the reason that I have been able to carry on. So I've brought an expert in for you today. So I'm here with Bev Cripps. Bev is a resilience expert. She's also a clinical hypnotherapist. So she's somebody that knows how we can deal with this world as it is right now. So welcome to the podcast, Beth. Oh, great to be here. Thank you. No worries. So let's just have a a chat about, first of all, why you have got into this area. I know a few things have happened in your life that have have made you realise how important resilience is. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, um, my day job is being a criminal barrister. And I think one of the first episodes that I had a couple of years ago was where I really needed to dig in was I'd been doing some really significant trials. My dad was really ill. Um, He lived in Wales and I was living in London at the time. So I was commuting back and forth. My then partner was a serving soldier in Afghanistan, which was, uh, you know, quite nerve wracking, as you can imagine. And also then, unfortunately, my very best friend got diagnosed with cancer. And I just realized then uh, the realization happened when I went to the doctors, actually, because on top of that, somebody had driven into me. And so I had to go. And, when it uh, rains, it pours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I was and I said to the doctor, you know, I'm having a bit of trouble sleeping, you know, quite, you know, quite unconsciously. And, and he asked me what was going on. And it was the look on his face when I told him. And he said, yeah, of course, you can have some assistance in sleeping. Would you like any more? And I was like, well, no, no, it's no, it's fine. You know, because we when we get into all the you know the doing of life do things and we we tap into this resilience that we've got but we don't realize it but you know you can get to the point where the glass is really full yeah and I think you know you don't realize and you know sadly dad went on to to uh, pass away and life carried on but I think where I got a really big full stop was mum was living in Wales she wasn't too bad but I was still working still commuting and there came a time when I thought and this was uh, 2019 I better go and let's see my brother was there and he's brilliant but you know I wanted to sort of be more secure about where she was yeah because she was living on her own and I went there and the day I went I had two weeks off after a hectic year and the day I went she had a heart attack and then she went from there off a cliff from dementia and she died in the December. So which what, was awful. that's like and three I was months with, later. Yeah, yeah. And I was with her throughout that. I'd stopped work. There was no question of doing that because I tried to work before when bad things had happened. It doesn't work. No. And so my brother and I were packing up the house to sell and 
you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. And I really feel for anybody, you know, whose parents are, are in that situation. It, it's just awful. But so that was that. And life was going to start again, except, of course, COVID happened. Mm. And right at the beginning, I got COVID. So I was in my mum's house on my own. You know, my brother was living in the same town, but I was on my own. And nobody knew what was going to happen then. You know, it was going to be three weeks and it was all over. And then we all realised it wasn't. And I think, you know, having gone through all that, it just finally caught up with me and hit me. And I think that's the closest I've ever come to the glass over spilling for good, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I understand. And so what I did was I put in place, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time, I put in place things that I did every day on a daily basis that kind of just grounded me because it's difficult to imagine now when apparently <laughs> COVID's over. <laughs> yeah, we'll some people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's difficult to imagine now what it was, but I think, you know, like the cumulative effect of all that trauma and stress had just sort of like landed with me. But as I say, instinctively, and I don't know why, but I just did these things and I made sure I did them every day. And I'm I don't know what you're like, but I'm I'm a great sort of lister and ticker of things off. I so I was I I was seeing those rows of ticks and I was thinking, God, you know, I still feel I still feel that uh but I know I'm doing something positive for myself. And then I went on to do a lot of research about it because I'm, um, you know, you'll know this or you'll remember this. Being a barrister, yeah, <laughs> and, and you being a bit of a lawyer as well. Yeah, we're quite we're quite evidence based, aren't we? we? Are. So, um, so I went and had a look around, and and actually some of the things I'd been doing as I did my research were actually recommended under the sort of science of resilience, and what I liked about it was it was all about growth mm. it was all about thriving and growing and if I, if I can carry on if you don't sorry if I'm no, talking, on. you know us lawyers can't shut us up but, <laughs> but what I'd noticed over my time in work because as I say I'm a criminal barrister so I you know I prosecute and defend and what I'd noticed was that you know people were living for very long time a very long time with trauma and problems and I was just you know, they, they come to court and hopefully, you know, they get some sort of ending for that. But I just, I just couldn't, I really, there were the two things I just couldn't, didn't want them to suffer anymore. And I was just thinking, what modalities can I go to just to help people come on? And with resilience, a lot of it was trialed in the US Army because mm-hmm. there'd been a really enlightened female, just happened to be Lady General, <laughs> who just didn't want, you know, they, they, they had so much post-traumatic stress issues and suicides with veterans. And she brought in positive psychologists to just build, build, these, um, build these trainings. It is and about then, strategy, isn't it? It's yeah, about, absolutely. about strategies. Going back to you being a barrister. So do you think, I mean, you were, about, you were a criminal barrister. So the things that you would have heard during doing that must have been, I mean, you'd need resilience just for that, I think. I think, yeah, I think we do. But I think, you know, it's like any job, that, you know, which is a bit stressful, you know, like nursing or, or, or medicine yeah. or, you know, what have you. you. You get your professional veneer. And this is why, this is what helps you override things like having a, 
father who's dying and a partner in Afghanistan and still doing your work because you just do that. You just put Um, that head on. But did you ever go home and, like, did any of it affect you after, you know, you get home from the job? I think you don't actually, when you're in the middle of it and you're doing it, you're professional. And I think it's only when afterwards, when the cases are finished, when you kind of then it sort of hits you that you have been a bit more stressed than you would have been normally. And of course you're thinking about it because, you know, these are people, it's people's lives. They're people. Yeah. I, I wonder whether because of, because of your background, that's why you have been so great at resilience and why you kind of naturally did things that others learn to do with the world as it is right now. We've got, you know, we've had COVID. We're now talking war. I mean, I haven't switched on the news for over two years now and not seen horrific things, whether it be hospital beds with COVID, whether it be fighting in the streets because of vaccine mandates or whether it now be, you know, people fleeing Ukraine. How do we as just, you know, ordinary people having businesses going about our lives become more resilient to be able to cope with this? I know many people who got through COVID and felt like, you know, I've got through COVID, now it's time to start again. And now this is happening and it's destroying them. They, they're they not, you know, they're not even part of it. They're not even there. They don't have relatives there, but it's really affecting them on a day-to-day basis to know that this is happening because of the fear of what could happen. Yeah, I, I mean, this is what I'm really, you know, really want to get the message out there about at the moment it's because it is possible to ground yourself when the ground is moving underneath you and as you've just pointed out it's not just this thing we had two years of living in the most unprecedented times and however much we get on with it and smile and be the businesswoman or be the professional or be the mum or what have you this has an effect on us And what I'm trying to do is to sort of send a message here that by doing very small things, because, of course, we're working or or I'm working with and, and you're in the environment of people who are working full tilt, who've got families at one end, who've got parents who are not as well as they could be at the other end. So what I'm looking at is very small things that you can put in place when you haven't got time even. So just to ground yourself so like in the morning just to have a routine now you think well you know people think well that's all right Bev but you know you haven't got to get up you know with the kids and blah 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 but what we have got is that little time that little space in the morning when you know instinctively many of us now maybe you don't do it I do where you reach for your phone and you start scrolling well, you can I used use to. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, sometimes I relapse back, I must say, but, <laughs> but you know, particularly with the news, but, but having that, help, carving out a bit of calm for yourself, 10 minutes in the morning, just get up, have a glass of water and just sit, have a cup of tea and just sit and breathe and just have that little space and you would be surprised because a lot of my clients who are very much you know full on full tilt just by doing that one thing in the morning and 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 the regularity of doing it is yeah that's the gold you know have a glass of water every morning well what's that going to change that's not going to change the world what it does though is it 
it's a very simple thing you can do every morning to start rewiring a habitual action, your neural pathways, and to bring a sense of calm just for 10 minutes. And we can all do 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, so simple things like that to build into your day. And of course, underlying that, there are other things that we can learn and we can teach and we can coach. And and that's what I want to sort of bring out as well. But, Mm. you know, you're dealing with people like you, like me, like everybody probably who's listening to this, who doesn't really have a minute because they're full tilt. And so having, having a pause, and there's a really lovely thing to do at the end of the day. And this is, you know, this is all scientifically based. Listen, if Navy SEALs do this, you do We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's beautiful. And it's lovely if you've got kids as well. You know, even truculent teenagers go for this. It's three good things at the end of the day, just before you go to bed. I do this. So I do that, this now. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Because you can, before that, if you like, you can do your download a bit of an hour before. So if you've got a lot on your mind, just get it all out on paper, but give yourself an hour break in between. You can also do your fabulous list for tomorrow. So it doesn't have to wake you up at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and remind you what you're doing. But end the day on this. And I found doing it with, you know, with children. It's lovely. It's a nice little ritual. It's what we do with the kids. We do a a grateful list. So we do something grateful for at the end of the day. It, it, it is lovely and it's a small thing, but it puts you to bed in a mode where you have got all the what's it of the day down on paper. So you don't have to worry about that. You know what you're going to do. You don't have to worry about that. And then you just go to sleep with the best intention. And that's and what it's always- about. It's yeah. about a lot of it's about routine, isn't it? When it comes to yeah. resilience, because when yeah. we feel chaos, so I used to when the business was really, really busy. So like when I'm mid launch and there's lots going on and maybe things are going wrong. And my health hasn't been great the last couple of years. So when everything sort of feels all upended, the thing that I instinctively do is, especially in the summer, I take my shoes and socks off. I walk out of the house and I walk on the grass. And that's it. I just walk on the grass. And I I started doing it as a routine. Every time I felt a bit like there was too much going on or I was getting stressed or my cortisol, you know, when you can feel your cortisol levels going high because there's too much happening to to relax me, to make me feel more resilient, like I can do this and carry on. I'd go outside and I would root myself to the earth. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a woo person, but it helped. It massively helped me because it grounded me and it made me be able to breathe just for a while before I went at it again for the next yeah. kind of bit. Well, that's it. You, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. You literally grounded yourself. And that's, you know, that is, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing place to start, isn't it? Yeah. And knowing, I mean, I had, I had um, a bereavement, sadly, in the family a couple of weeks ago. And it really, it really emphasised to me sort of how far I'd come because I just got up that morning and yeah, you know, of course it's really upsetting, but I just got up that morning and I did what I was doing and have been doing since those dark times. And it's comforting. Because it's known. Yeah. Of course it doesn't. It it doesn't take away the, the bad stuff that's happening, but what it does is it gives you something that you know you can do every day. I've heard about this before, about people who 
if they've been through traumatic experiences, giving themselves a routine of three to five things that they do every single day that they know are coming. So it doesn't matter what else happens in the day or if they get thrown off, they've got these these routines that they still do so that they feel like they've been productive, I guess, in some way. And they've helped themselves in some way to move forward because sometimes it really is about getting to the next day. Yeah, yeah. And if that's all you do, I mean, even going back to the simple glass of water, if that's all you do that day when it's the worst day, at least you've still done something for yourself. Yeah. And it's all about, particularly with the people, the ladies and the gentlemen I've worked with, and I'm I'm talking about on both sides of the fence here, you know, both as defendants, because some some of them haven't got the best backgrounds and Mm. and are also, you know, so-called victims, but survivors of offences. And people who've undergone significant trauma and are upset, whatever, all this resilience is about and all this positive psychology training is about is growth. And the message is, however bad it has been for you, you are 100% survivor. And so therefore you have got things within you that indicate very well for you to grow. And that's what we're working with here on a perhaps a very significant level. But, you know, for anybody who is having any sort of, you know, trauma in their life or or bad experiences, if we don't want to call it that, then, you know, they also have that right to know that they can grow and move forward. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I can't remember what world event was happening, but you know, it was nothing like- no, nothing, <laughs> nothing like now. Nothing we thought like it was now. back it was then. Like, oh yeah, it was like over <laughs> the good old days of Brexit, you know, yeah. sort of say. And I was, I remember somebody was talking and I was like, well, how on earth do we do this? How on earth can we get, you know, how on earth we as a people can, you know, things are out of control. And that person said, you have to begin with yourself. And that's that true. is, that's your foundation. And I thought at the time, I have to say, what a load of rubbish. But oh, of but course. it's so true. true. It really is. I remember just my own story, you know, that when the bullying was happening and I've been through a lot of different types of adversity. Mm. And when I look back, it all starts within you. Like you can decide if that adversity is going to affect you and how it's going to affect you. You get to decide whether you're resilient or not. I don't think it's something that's innate in people or it's not. You get to decide how resilient you are and how you're going to strengthen that resilience. And, you know, you know my views on, I, I massively believe that adversity can actually fuel your success. It can, it can show you that if you can get past that, then you can actually be anything you want in life and do anything you want in life. And resilience is a part of that. I think to be a business owner with even with nothing else going on in the world, to be a business owner on its own, you need resilience now. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree. And I think as well with, you know, your those horrible experiences you had, I think what what you've just described, as well as, you know, giving you that impetus, you know, giving you that strong foundation, because, as I said, you were a survivor of that. And you knew you could come through the worst time. One of the things you do, which is kind of really indicated in resilience training and positive psychology, is you take your experience and you 
then teach about it. You have a why and your why is very strong in relation to what's happened to you. By by using your negative experiences to help, you know, that has been so well indicated across all the research because it it, it is, it's, it's, no, it's taking the gold out of those dark times. Yeah. And that is, that's one of the really fundamental pillars of resilience. So, on a final note, if somebody is feeling like there's, they're overwhelmed, there's so much going on right now, they can't turn the news on for feeling awful about things, how are they supposed to carry on in their business while all of this stuff is going on constantly in the world, upending everything? What would be your biggest takeaway for them? What would, you, what would be your best advice? My best advice for them is to know that if you go into yourself, there's a quiet place. And you can get there by, as I say, putting in, and it's very repetitious, I know, but that's the whole point. Yeah. By, by, by giving yourself quiet space in the morning, perhaps factoring in some quiet spaces in the day, and it doesn't have to be very long, you can center yourself by breathing and just by concentrating on your breath. There are loads of apps that you can use or just breathing in and breathing out and doing a four, seven, eight breath. And you can tap into you because, you know, we've only got, and this is, this is something I find really inspiring as well. There are only two in eight human fears and that's fear of falling and fear of loud noises and the rest we learn. So if we learn them, we can unlearn them and just know that essentially you're okay and just take a bit of quiet turn down the noise and just breathe and that's a good start and then from then you know you can go forward because it's the only control you've got in times like these is control over yourself yeah and so that's the way to start, I would suggest. That's brilliant. Thank you, Bev. That's so such good advice. And it's advice that's needed right now because so many people are going through so many things. If people need a bit more help and they want to come to you to learn about how they can get inside themselves for this resilience, where's the best place for them to find you? Well, uh, there's my website, which is mybcconnection.com. Or I've got a Facebook group, I've got a page and a Facebook group, Get Conscious with a Connection. And if you come in there, we do this sort of thing. And there's a lot, there's some free resources, particularly a really nice breathing seven minute take you out of it, which I'd be really, really happy that people got because that could give them a little bit of a, the breather that we were talking about. Yeah, that's the space we need. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for being here. That's my pleasure. Absolutely. (laughs) I will be back next week, guys, with another episode. So I will see you then. Have a good week, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.